Hello, it is I, Lemon Shark from the Uni Sharks. Uh, long time no hear, I guess, or see from us. Um, we are back again with another episode. I'm joined by my co-host Hammerhead Shark and Miko Shark. And yeah, while they say hi, um, <laughs> we've got a. <laughs> while we say hi, we're just okay. Hi. <laughs> Hi. While we start off this today's episode of Uni Sharks, we're going to start off with the meme of the week. And uh, Mako Shark, would you like to describe the meme that we chose? Right. It's a really simple meme. Uh, it's just Spock from Star Trek, uh, the animated series. And he says a tricorder on. He's like, whoa, this entire planet is made of. BS. <laughs> it, it just makes us laugh for some reason. <laughs> Probably because it reminds me of the Thomas the Tank Engine meme, which is one of my all-time favorite memes. Is I can't see it without laughing. So, especially like if you're a Star Trek fan and you know all the weird stuff they find on every planet they visit, it's like yeah, <laughs> that checks out. Yeah, it definitely reminds me of the Thomas uh, Bullshiz meme and. Um... <laughs> I think I find it really funny too because I'm a Star Trek fan and I just I hear it in like Spock's voice, him like <laughs> the voice, it's like the whole planet is yeah. <laughs> That makes it even better. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> this whole planet is beer. Well, it's it's funny for me too because recently my dad kind of got me into Star Trek because he got Paramount Plus so he could watch. Well, mainly so we could watch Lower Decks. So, you know, check it out. And we ended up watching it together. And it's actually a really funny show. And then it came out with a kid's cartoon. It's kind of like the Star Trek version of Clone Wars. You know, 3D animation and all that called Prodigy. And oh my gosh, it was good. Wow. I mean, I thought it was better than most of Clone Wars. And I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So that's saying something. That's something for me to say, you know. Oh, I haven't heard that one. Is that the one with Janeway coming back as like a hologram? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't realize that came out. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's really good. Ah, oh, you got to watch it. Starts off a little slow, but towards the end of the season, I was like getting my mind blown every single episode. <laughs> so, and it's written by the same team that made Troll Hunters on Netflix, which I know is also a very popular show. So if you've seen Troll Hunters, you'll probably like Prodigy. Yeah, I haven't seen Troll Hunters, but I'll have to check that out. Oh yeah, got it. But yeah, but anyways, we'll start off with our first topic. Um, we'll go up. We'll hand it over to Hammerhead Shark. He's the one that's providing the bulk of today's discussion. <laughs> well, I actually just a thought came to me when you brought up Netflix. About them. Yeah, the stock is kind of crashing right now. Yeah, and they're also planning on doing a extra charge for those who share accounts. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, have you heard that, Lemon? Yeah, I I mooch off my stepmother's um, Netflix. She's thinking about getting rid of it because of that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much they're charging. I would suspect, you know, two or three bucks for each person. But I'm pretty sure they're basing it off your IP. Mm. Which, 
I don't know how they'll work too well. Because it's like, I remember when we were donating plasma, I, I watched Netflix a couple of times, not too many times. And it would be on their ad, their Wi-Fi, which, if I remember right, doesn't it come with a different IP address when you switch to a different Wi-Fi? Or does the... I don't know. Because I, I don't know how it's going to work. I haven't really looked into details, but... That's an interesting yeah. conversation there. Yeah, it works. And sort of, you know, just the general consensus is that they're really harming their customer base, which is why they're, they've lost 200 subscribers. They've, their stock is going down, which, hey, I'm like, I should buy some Netflix stock now then, just wait for Squid Games and Arcane Season 2 to come out, and then it'll shoot back up. But it's kind of like the problem is, and someone... Sorry, this is going to be like a topic, if that's all right. Yeah, go for it. Um, the problem is, I was reading this article a few weeks ago, and it made this great point. It was that Netflix's strategy is to come out with a bunch of stuff all at once and then throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. You know, it seems every month they have a new movie, a new TV series. And most of them, by all accounts, are just okay. You know, they might be good, but not enough to really get a whole lot of attention. So, and I mean, every now and then they'll have a huge blow, like Squid Games, massive success, Arcane, huge success, Comey Can't Communicate, big success. But it's still like for every successful one they have, for every high quality show they have, they'll put out some, you know, kind of mediocre show or movie that you know, it gets popular for about two weeks and then no one watches it ever again. So, and then they're charging $15 a month at this point, and it's kind of like, where is this money going if this is the content that you're giving us? If it's so inconsistent. You know? Well, this Plus has, like, this massive back catalog of movies and TV series that people all over the globe love. And then on top of that, for the most part, when they put out a show, it's something pretty high quality, like The Mandalorian, or Moon Knight, or Loki, or WandaVision. So, and, you know, they have their fair share of duds. Like, uh, there was some show when the, uh, when the service first started, it was like Kristen Bell helping like theater stage groups put together a play. I think it only lasted one season. But they still do so well. Like they know how to which shows to invest a whole lot into because they have so many recognizable properties they can fall back on. Netflix doesn't anymore. Now that this whole streaming war has started and a lot of the shows we would go on Netflix to watch have now been pulled back to new streaming services, you know, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, what have you. So it's gonna be Interesting seeing how Netflix adapts. Yeah. Well, in all honesty, it's really annoying having all these separate streaming services now. Um, yeah. They all realize that they can make a lot of money off of it. You know, Paramount, Peacock, Hulu, and all of them. But then they, they forget, you know, if if everyone 
has that subscription to every single one, that's like 200 bucks a month. And but I think they're trying to like don't use theirs anymore, use ours. And yeah. it becomes, like you're saying that war and so they they need to be careful too because if they just keep bringing out these new things and having premium stuff um like for example i was watching this one show with my family um escape to the chateau that's what it's called it's a um show about this family repairing some chateau in france but there's like seven seasons of the first show and then when the pandemic hit they redid this new season uh, show with the same premise just online instead of in person um and now the first six seasons are behind their premium wall and it's like oh. i don't want to pay for that and I, but I don't know. Everyone wants our money, and <laughs> we're being fought over. But <laughs> kind of go to Disney. They really have some good shows. Um, I feel like they their problem is that they usually only have one good show that's coming out at a time, where the rest yeah. of the shows are older shows that they had before, like the Clone Wars that were on other streaming services that they just moved over. Yeah. Netflix has been riding off the back of some anime companies like you brought up Kobe-san, but you know, it's not a Netflix original, even though they say it's a Netflix original. Oh, really? It's not? Uh, Well, they might be going through Netflix, but it was the same as like Violet Evergarden where there's a studio in Japan, but they let Netflix stream it because they know it's a very broad streaming service. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I've also read upon the the account sharing and that a lot of the companies are just going to wait for Netflix and the results of what happens to their company after they put that out and yeah like is it going to be a big flop or success and then they'll probably do it too if it is yeah they're probably going to become the blockbuster of streaming services oh man that's a name i haven't heard in ages yeah because it Blockbuster was the movie rental place. And then Netflix came out, and it was a movie rental place as well, but decided to do digital as well as rental, and it just took off. But I don't know. How about about you, um, not Mako, sorry, you're just talking. Lemon? (laughs) Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, Yeah, hopefully they're able to adapt because. I kind of like Netflix, or I like Netflix of how they're able to, um, uh, what's the word? I don't know, I like, I like there to be, like, competition. I don't want everything to be dominated just by Disney, if that makes sense. 
So I hope like they're able to like make good decisions and like adapt for the same time though if they're not producing a good service then they don't really deserve the money I guess. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I gotta agree with. Yeah. Go ahead, go oh. ahead, Michael. Oh. oh no, go ahead. Uh, I was just thinking like I was gonna re-say what I said, but um, yeah, hope hopefully they make uh good decisions and make it a place to go because it seems like it's a very um, what's the word? Um, competitive yeah competitive but also it seems like Netflix they take a lot of risks like they try a lot of weird stuff and most of the time it doesn't work out but I appreciate that they do try like different things rather than just like piggybacking off of um, uh, just, established like, IPs. IPs yeah yeah, yeah I, I get what kind you of mean. like anime and like shows like that but at the same time though it feels like it's a it's a good place for like anyone to try to go to i guess because there's like there's been some webtoons that have have been adapted to like netflix originals and it seems like it's a very uh place for like new people to like or anybody to like pitch their idea to versus like trying to pitch to disney plus that makes sense you know so yeah because i mean disney plus isn't going to go into the anime business you know uh yeah it's like like everything's family friendly you know but yeah. Say again. Uh, I I like Disney Plus, but at the same time though, everything's like family friendly, and that's very like uh, restrictive, I guess. Like Arcane would never, or Squid Game would never be posted on Disney Plus, you know. So that's kind of why I hope Netflix continues so they're able to like. Not everything has to become like super restrictive and family friendly. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that actually. Uh huh. Um, first I was going to say, yeah, I totally agree about, you know, hopefully we get good competition out of it. Hopefully we get the best of capitalism and, you know, the streaming services start competing to make higher and higher quality stuff to compete with each other and better prices for the customers. Hopefully that's what we get and we don't get worse of capitalism where they just start cutting corners and stuff like that. But, uh, I was going to say Disney plus has kind of breached that adult ceiling because they just added the Marvel Netflix shows, which are very TVMA, you know, sex, gore, nudity, all that stuff. Yeah. And they just added a, all they did was just add a parental control deal. Like the day they added those shows, they just, I logged in and they sent me a menu, you know, a menu popped up saying like, Hey, we added these shows. They're adult shows. So, do you want to fill those out, make them completely unavailable for yourself and your family, or do you want them to be available on the service? So I said, well, yeah, we're all adults, so make them available. So I can watch them, but if for whatever reason my nieces and nephew to our account, we can go in and get so they no longer show up in the feed. So I feel like with that, Disney could dive more into adult shows like Arcane and Squid Games. It's just they probably won't because... You know, they're Disney. We've kind of forced them to be family friendly by this point. Yeah. Yeah, they at least have the people too. But, um, kind of my last thing is I think if Netflix kind of wants to survive, they should buy Crunchyroll. <laughs> Yeah, they, actually, 
they made they made a deal with uh crap I can't think the name. Well, they, well, they were going to make a, a deal with Studio Ghibli that they're streaming the movies on there, or at least have them on there. Oh wow! But that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but they made a deal with Nickelodeon, and that's why we had the Avatar stuff. And you know they're going to make the Avatar live series, which flopped through apparently. Uh, I, I guess it's coming back. I don't know. It's it keeps going back oh. up and down. Well, I'd be surprised if they did because Paramount owns Nickelodeon, so they might just put it on Paramount Plus, which you know could really use it with how bad the Halo show is failing, apparently. Yeah, which which is probably what's going to happen because, like you were talking before, there's new streaming services just popping up every time. You know, if there's if DreamWorks was as big as it was before. In today's world, they'd probably make their own streaming service as well. Yeah. And it's just frustrating. It's like they need to make like week long deals instead of monthly deals. That makes sense. You know, have people uh, pay weekly instead of monthly and cut the cost by a fourth. And I think more people would do that. Yeah, because if a, a new series comes out, like on Disney Plus, for example, they usually put out the whole series in one go. People could binge it and call it good for that week. And if they are hopping between services, it would probably work out better. Hmm. But yeah, that's an idea. That's just a lonely podcast opinion. <laughs> okay. Uh. Was that everything there? And then probably go on to my um, actual topic, if not. I guess the final thing I want to say is about the cost. Um, I feel like streaming services are more affordable. Like, last I checked, DirecTV's most basic package is $75 a month. And meanwhile, if you have, let's say, Netflix and Disney Plus and Paramount Plus, that's still like only 25 to 30 bucks. Bucks. It's only about half of it because a lot of people want to have cable and streaming, and that's where it gets super expensive. Yeah, but I think the problem now is um, Lemons brought this up quite a few times that cable's dying. And oh yeah, we we shouldn't be comparing not to, not to berate or your uh, statement there, Mako, but. Uh, be comparing services to other streaming services instead of just cable because there's always going to be that one outlier that they're going to compare you to. You know, it's like if I go get my oil changed for my 1990 uh, college car, high school car versus the new Benz car, it's like, yeah, that's going to be a price difference. But yeah. Not that good of a comparison. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Um. So my actual topic <laughs> was if you guys could interview any person, character, uh, who would it be? And why are like 
three questions, uh, maybe five questions if you wrote them down. Because I asked you guys this beforehand. Uh, what would you ask them? Um, also, sorry, why why would you want to interview them? So I'll start off with mine. And the person I thought was was Sauron from the Lord of the Rings series. <laughs> In his physical form or the giant eyeball? In all forms, but most likely <laughs> physical. And and why why I want to interview him is well I watched movies not too long ago. Well, we watched them. And I don't really remember too much about him, like in the Cimmerillion and the Lord of the Ring books. They kind of talk about him a little bit in The Hobbit. He's just the dark one and all that. And they don't really talk about like his motives. You know, he just wants to conquer, take over, become all powerful. But like, why? You know, um, and so my, my questions for him were, after you take over the world, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, you know, he's, he's the Lord, he's a conqueror, everyone follows him. What is he going to do? Is he going to make a try to make a utopia? Is he just going to devour everything? Is he going to use his conquered land to explore? You know, what's his main purpose? Or goal, I guess. Uh, another question. Huh? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, that's a good point. Like, I read the Silmarillion a few years ago, and I know he started off as a servant of, of I think its name was Morgoth, who was like the real big bad of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But other than that, I don't really go into why he does what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he took over and, Killed his his uh, head honcho, the Boros, and became the powerful being. And then my other kind of question was, how how was his young life? How did he grow up? Any memories of that? You know, does he have any memories of his childhood? You know, did he play any sports? Okay, not really, but. <laughs> um, because we know, you know, he's a, he's a spirit, and previously one of the weaker things, kind of like Gandalf and Saruman and all that. But he had to come to being a physical form in a certain point. Was there a growing period? Do you just became who he was, how he is now, you know, or yeah. was he born from something? But, um, I guess another question, because I didn't get too much time to think about it. Those are my two main priorities. But I guess another one when, when he's in his eyeball form of, does it feel better to be in an eyeball form <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> compared to a full body form? You know, you're not having any pain or anything. But, <laughs> Yeah, that, that was that was type of my questions. I was thinking of asking Sauron. You'll probably That's give him like good. an existential crisis 
when he asked him, what are you going to do after you do it all? He's like, wait a second. Oh, no. I was, I was about to watch the room first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> I'd probably ask, like, because he saw Morgoth get imprisoned and all that, and I'm like, did you think you'd be able to take on literal God, or what was the plan? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. How about you guys? Who who do you think about interviewing? Hmm. Did you think of anybody makeup? Um, I just thought of two people I'd like to interview together. Okay, couples therapy. Uh, uh, not so much couple. It was uh, I was just thinking of all the characters I'd like, and I think a lot of them, you know, already have their sort of deal explained like there's Darth Vader, but they have an entire, you know, six movie saga about him. So <laughs> there's not much left to explore about him really. Um, so two I thought about was it would be fun if you could interview Nathan Hick and Lara Croft at the same time. I just asking them like, what was your favorite adventure? Um, how do you feel about how far you've come? You know, do you have any regrets about, you know, any of the relics you've lost or, you know, any of any of the adventures you've had. Because we play as them and we go through those adventures, but I don't feel like we really get to see what they think of them afterwards very often. So, hmm. I mean, especially when you compare, like, the two different versions of Lara, the newer, the newer one is more like, like a reluctant hero that you know just a good chunk of it is her trying to uh i guess live live up to her father's legacy you know the first one she just gets stranded on an island second one she's trying to discover something her father talked about and third one is her trying to stop trinity so that one, she's kind of, yeah, a reluctant hero, like I said. But the other one was much more of an adventurer. You know, she loved it for the thrill of it. So, yeah, and then, of course, Nathan Drake's kind of more like that. He explores because he loves doing it. So I just think they'd be really interesting characters to interview and just get their thoughts about all their adventures. You probably have to... Sorry? Uh, so that, yeah, that'd be fun. You go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, you probably have to do it without revealing who they are. You know, kind of the masked, covered, voice-altered interview. Yeah. That's kind of fun still. Or better, yeah, maybe we could have both of them, and then out of nowhere, Indiana Jones walks in. He's like the surprise third interviewee. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What do you think of proving that God exists? <laughs> and the uh, Indian gods, somehow. Right. <laughs> Anyways, what do you think, uh, Lemon? So the person that I would want to interview, for some reason I couldn't come up with any um, fictional characters on the top of my head, but the first thing that came up in my mind was, I think I'm saying it right, uh, Garth Ennis, um, if I'm saying Sorry if I was just saying that wrong, but he's the guy that wrote the Boys comic. And he's also uh, written other different uh, comic book series. 
Uh, the one that I'm thinking of is the Crossed series. And any of you listening, don't don't look up the the Crossed series. It's like the most messed up uh, comic I've ever read. And because oh. of that, yeah, I think I've told you about it before, Mako. Um, brief synopsis: basically, the Crossed is the is a zombie apocalypse story, but instead of a zombie virus or the virus does it turn them into zombies it just turns people into like the worst versions of themselves or makes them act out their worst um act out like their worst possible um darkest uh desires and it's just love yeah love don't don't look it up it's messed up and my first question would be to the author is like are you okay like do you need therapy or something <laughs> Like, I don't know, like, after I read that first issue of the comic, I was just like, I don't know, I, like, couldn't stop thinking about it for, like, three days, because I was just like, dang, that's, and maybe, like, terrified to live in a city. Yeah, that's the saying that certain media is good or that's secretly good but he still finds value from it i was just wondering what you guys think of that so the first thing that came to my mind when you shared that was this comment on instagram which is <laughs> it's not nice it's not a nice comment but it was pretty funny at the time where they're having this conversation on this person's drawing. It was really good. Um, it was good drawing. And someone put out like a negative opinion and someone gave him a really mean comeback and says, like, shut up, crappy drawings. Because they were in, uh, they drew themselves, but their art wasn't good at all. Oh. And so they just, they just called them crappy drawings and that's, that was their name. And, but you made me think about that situation, which in reality, the skill level of that artist isn't, uh, I guess, up to par or up to standard of good art. But they always need to have those stepping stones. Um, the only people that have had that only good art experiences are prodigies um, in any art form, such as writing, uh, even like producing shows, you know, drawing. And I think a really important aspect of them is they're going to get better as inspiration, uh, but not, not for them, but also it could also still be inspiration for already good artists where maybe they don't like their skill set, but they like the idea that they're going for, and then they can easily expand on it and it becomes something really good in the future. So when those books that you're talking about that the YouTuber does are just not good, but they could have like three or four sections that are really good. That could be inspiration for something else. 
Okay, I dig it. So, like, even though it may not be that great, it'll, it could be a stepping stone to something better? Yeah, or you can... You know, like, there's if there is a TV series that sucks, but there's a really good inspirational quote for it, for example, like, it doesn't really matter what the source material is. It's just the meaning of that message is still important. Yeah, that's kind of going off that. Um, there was a Pixar movie, I think last year, called Soul. So, and I feel like most of it is okay, but there's one scene in particular where they kind of present the theme of the movie. So, and that one scene is so well done that it makes up for the rest of what's just okay, you know? So, uh, it is a case where, like, one scene kind of makes the entire film. So, and that can happen in movies and books sometimes. Yeah. I was just wondering because, I don't know, this, I kind of have respect for this dude because he spends like an hour long video just talking about like this really crappy book. And it's like, it's entertaining to watch him do it. But I'm just like, why would you put yourself through that? But at the same time, though, I guess it's also good to like consume different stuff and also not just stick with and develop your own opinions too. Because I feel like my myself, especially, sometimes I'll just ride the opinions off of others of like what I should consume and whatnot. Like, there's a game that came out that looks interesting to me i usually watch a review of it first and try to base it off that review but at the same time i think it's important to like um try things out for yourself and develop your own opinion first uh, which can be risky because sometimes you waste a lot of time on something you don't really care for you don't really care for you know but i I think it's really cool that he this guy does that and he's not really making that much views off of these videos which is something else i I admire because like a lot of YouTubers just chase the same stuff to like become popular, but he's like doing it just because he likes it and wants to do it. And it's entertaining to watch too. So I think that's fun. Yeah. And and going off that, uh having that variety, um that that is a very important part as well, because like for anime, for example, you you two guys know my favorite genres. <laughs> I go for the slice of life, wholesome comedy. Those are my genres. But uh, there's there's good in every in every genre, and you you can't really limit yourself because you know that that person's book review that he's doing. You know, a good majority of listeners probably would agree that they don't like that book. But, you know, 10% of his listeners might find that book through him and actually really enjoy it. And because they just have a different taste than the majority of people, I guess you could say. But it also reminds me of one of my English teachers back in eighth grade, I believe. He was telling us, if you start a book series or a book you need to at least read, I think it's like 10% of it before you decide if it's good or not. And I guess you can kind of take that with any thing, you know, watch the first ep- 
couple episodes or um, listen to a, a few songs to actually see if it's something that you enjoy or if it's going to be a waste of your time or not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've become a lot more picky in recent years. I guess it's because of um, just time with like adult adulting and whatnot. Like, I don't. <laughs> I usually don't get enough interest in something right away. I just kind of drop it right away. And like, I'm just like, does it hold my interest? I'm just going to drop it. But no, it's kind of cool to like explore some other stuff too. And if something doesn't speak to you, I guess, or something that may not be popular to the rest of the world, but speaks to you, like you're not going to find it until you just go exploring, you know? Yeah. That's kind of a struggle for me. Like I tend to, over rely on other people's reviews of something to decide if it's worth my time or not. I realize I should experience it for myself, but a lot of the time, if like the general consensus is that it's okay or that it sucks, I don't even bother with it. Like one of my coworkers for weeks was trying to get me to watch Eternals, but I've just never really heard anything great about it. So I still haven't bothered. And the same with Raya and The Last Dragon and uh, any number of other shows. Yeah, I'm yeah, kind of in the same boat as well. Oh, were you saying something? I oh, know. Go ahead, uh, Hammer. Hammerhead. This is um. I've been trying to get some people to read or watch these theories because I know they're just good. They're good. And they're always like, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it during spring break. And then it's spring break, and it's, you know, five days in of the seven days. So it's like, hey, so have you started? I call it. No, I haven't. And I, ha- I haven't been doing anything, though. I'm like, just watch 20 <laughs> minutes. Because I, I haven't told them, like, you take longer poops. <laughs> and 24 minutes <laughs> and their and their wife responded like yeah no he does he takes longer poops in that I'm like, <laughs> but uh, they don't they don't normally do it but it's like I know their attitude and their viewpoint on certain things and I like 80% sure that they will at least not feel bad about watching it you know that it wasn't a waste of their time <laughs> but yeah I won't give them any more crap <laughs> I guess like there were sometimes I have the reverse problem where I'm sure a show will be really good it's just that I'm scared I'm gonna invest too much time in watching it or kind of like <laughs> Lemon said you know like you have to spend all this time adulting, and then when you're done adulting, you have other stuff that you're already in the middle of that you want to do. So, like when you rec- uh, when Hammer recommended By X Family, which is this great new show, um, to me, I was like, "Well, it sounds good," because he said it was similar to like the one manga that I read, which is called Yotsuba. It's a really funny uh, book, but. <laughs> I was still kind of going back and forth on the fence until my sister said, like, hey, I'm watching this show called Spy X Family. You need to watch it with me. So I was like, okay, well, two people now, so I may as well, and now I love it. So yeah. I feel like it's kind of... 
feel like it kind of varies from person to person though like some people just love diving into new shows other people don't yeah mm. yeah this made me think of something else too i've always found it like i've noticed myself personally it seems like i always seem to i always like to i always pick up other people's recommendations and like oh this is really cool and i like it but it seems like whenever i recommend something no one else ever seems to be interested in it <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> whatever i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry that's all good i was just i was just thinking about my uh family members just to say i won't say specifically but i like watched two shows with them recently and i tried getting them to watch this other show that i really like but they like lost interest after the first like five episodes it's like okay whatever what show is okay. it what was that what show was it the expanse oh, oh that, yeah. yeah 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 at the same time, though, I don't blame them because the first season is pretty slow and boring. Like, I had a hard time getting through it myself. I just, I think I powered through it just because I saw someone on YouTube uh, show a clip of like something happening in the later seasons. And I was like, well, I have to see what happens there. So <laughs> I don't blame them too much. In, in all honesty, I think that is needed sometimes. Like, I've seen clips of certain shows as well, and I'll watch the show because of that clip and i'm just waiting to see that clip even though it's like at least seven episodes in of the 12 episodes and then i just end up finishing the show anyways but i wouldn't have started it unless i was motivated it's like i want to see the build up to that like why did that happen yeah yeah definitely that's the re- that's like the main reason why well not the main reason but a reason why I got really into Attack on Titan like I saw like a clip and I was just like Dayton, this animation is really good I need to see what the context is of that too yeah and you finished the manga right yeah I did okay I have a lot of thoughts about it have you guys have you guys have you guys spoiled yourselves on the ending yet um yeah. I have <laughs> um and like I've already talked to you in private. There, lemon. I just don't plan on watching it now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was like big. I was like, you know me. I was a big fan of it before, but I don't even want to watch the anime now. I'm just like, Frank, if it's gonna lead up to that, like, I don't want to bother. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. It really is the Game of Thrones of anime. It's like, shoot, it's not in a good way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's following the same. Yeah, it sounds too. accurate. <laughs> It actually reminds me the whole reason we all got into Demon Slayer was because Emma had found a clip of, you know, that one scene in the first season. He was like, we all got to watch this now. <laughs> yeah, I ended up loving it. Even even our roommates that didn't watch anime or what or anything like that thought it was great. Mm-hmm. That's why you guys should just trust my tastes. Now, <laughs> I, I, I know there's certain... Uh, shows that, for example, Lemon would probably not go for so much. Um, and then same with you, Mako. I just get to learn the people's tastes. Yeah, <laughs> no, that sounds about right. But yeah, but yeah, that's the um. Yeah, so I guess all our thoughts for today. Um, 
thank you for joining us all again for another podcast. It's been a hot minute, but uh, hopefully we'll see you guys sooner than last time. But uh, thank you for joining us today. We'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.